listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. Well, welcome to another episode of Splash. I'm Shalene Bryan here with my buddy, Barbara Cameron. Hey, everybody. Ready to splash you with a little love, laughter, and encouragement to rehydrate your soul. And this week, we have an almost full house. That's right. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I know. Don't tweet me. It's not another one of Barbara's kids. No, not another one. I know. <laughs> I think we got them all. And right? grandkids. Yeah. But you know. When there's talent in the bloodline, hey, bring it into the splash zone. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm all about it. They've got great, great stuff going on. But today, we have a new friend of mine, and she lives in my in my TMZ in my 30 mile zone. Mm -hmm. Candace and I, Candace invited me to be on our guests podcast, which mm-hmm. I was super excited mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. because it was in my TMZ. I could I didn't have to get on a plane. Right. I could just drive there. It was awesome. <laughs> right. And I am so excited for you to meet this new guest. This woman is amazing. Wow. And she's here to explain something that I thought was awesome when I was on her podcast called The Ask. Hmm. And you'll know her, my, my sweet Splash family. Her name is Caitlin Stamos. That would be John Stamos's wife, just so you know. So extended, extended family. Yes. Yeah. And so you're extended, right. extended, extended family of Full House. But I know everyone listening right now. First of all, I want to welcome you to the Splash. Yes. Zone. Thank you so yeah. much. She's for here live in studio, yes, by the way. We're very yes. excited. Her beautiful self. But tell me and our listeners, how did you and John meet? We met on a little-known television show called Law & Order SVU. Oh, I watched oh. that! How old is Billy? He will oh. be four. In he April. is so frippin' cute. No, no. He no really he's he's gorgeous. gorgeous. The kid, yeah. 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 <laughs> the problem is he knows it. <laughs> Confidence should start young. I'm just telling you, moms, let your kids really be confident. He's so funny. We were at a neighbor just playing ball in our neighbor's mm-hmm. front yard, and uh, the and the mom was coming home soon, and the and her husband's like, "Yo, you, she's coming home soon." And he's going, "Oh, well, I should stick around because she'll be happy to see me." <laughs> You're right, but I have to just I have to back up for a minute because your house. I've been in a lot of houses. You know, I'm 53 years old. I've, I've been in a lot of houses, have a lot of friends of all different, you know. I've been in mud huts. I've been in mansions in Montecito, you know. So, but your house was absolutely a first for me. And if we have any Disney lovers listening, turn up the volume. I walk in her front door of her beautiful home, and there right in front of me, I, I just went back and I just want to go grab some cotton candy or a pretzel or something because there's right in front of me, buddy. Yes. Was Dumbo, the ride. No. The, the elephant. No, no. I got in it. It's the real thing. In the middle of her home, you walk in and I, I, you, you just want to run in your oh, house. You wanna... It is the most, I felt like I was being hugged the moment I stepped in. Yeah. You do not need to go to Anaheim oh. for the greatest place on earth. You need to go to Caitlin's house. I walk in and I'm like, can I get in it? She's like, let me take your phone. Let me get a picture. I will post this, you How guys. How big is I'm it? I'm going to post this. It's the, it's it's the, the Disney actual. World. You can call in. <laughs> it's the real deal. Wow. Somehow, she got Disneyland to give her. It, well, a, that wasn't me. It but was whatever. Just... You know, you're all in Stamos now. So, you know, <laughs> what yours is his and what his is yours. Um, we live in California, baby. But, so, literally, Dumbo was right there, wow. the ride, the color that I love, everything. Aww. And I got in and I sat in there. Aww. And it's just, you can't help but not smile. I'm sitting in the seat. 
Probably oh, 60 pounds heavier than I was when I was a kid, but it fit me. Glad no one else wanted to get in. But um, it was so... I, I smiled all day. First thing I said to, to Bryce, I said, you're not going to believe. You're not going to believe this podcast I just did. That's He's like, awesome. oh, tell me about it. I go, no, I walked in and, and, and there was Dumbo. Like I got to get on the ride right there. And then I, my wow. eye panned the place. And this, I was literally sitting, buddy, Splash Family. I was sitting in a Disneyland museum of these most classic, authentic Please tell me how you got into this because it's unbelievable. <laughs> well, I'll say before um, before getting with John, my Disney collection was just like you know shirts and shoes and <laughs> yeah, uh, fanny pack yeah, that you throw exactly. away some ears, some ears that you never yeah, wear again. I have, yeah, I have so many ears. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but but John's collection. Uh, yes, he collects ride cars and other memorabilia from the actual parks and. Uh, no life size. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. This yeah. isn't like a little trinket you can wow. get at the store on the his, way out at Main Street. His first, his first piece. I don't know if it's his first piece, but like the, when, when eBay first launched, one of the first things they had was a Disneyland sign from the from the parks. And mm. I don't know if you got to see this. Um, but the, uh, I don't oh, know I'm coming back to visit. Back. I'm coming back to back. visit. So you know, hang out. yeah. Please tell um, me. But you might have seen it at our old house. I don't know if you ever went to John's. Mm-hmm. No. Well, we had a, a, a big D that you could see from Mulholland Drive as you were driving from oh. the Disney park that he got on his eBay, oh. <laughs> eBay purchase. Oh, wow. And we have the whole Disneyland sign that used to be in front of the park. Oh. You got every letter? Yeah, we have every letter. Oh my we would gosh. we put up the D and then Disneyland was just kind of tucked away. <laughs> but, wow. Uh, and now there's the house. I see it. Get off. Make exactly. a left. I don't even need Surrey. Yeah. Yeah. In our in our new house though, it it doesn't quite quite work right. in, in, in our backyard. But uh, so it's all kind of stored in the back, but you still can come come by and see. I would oh, love it. And then there were just stuff. things on the wall. I yeah. knew that and about John. I know. What? All we have here, we've got a small world can-can girl, a figment from Disney World. He's a huge parks fan. He grew up really close mm. to the parks. And Thank so yeah. he, uh, he, he would go all the time. And my dad, when I was very young, worked for Disney, and that's where my love came in because— I didn't know that. Yes, he actually—he worked on Captain E.O. Also, funny story, I, I told you how John and I met, but actually the first time that we were in the same place at the same time was back in 1986— uh, That's when I graduated high school, 1986. <laughs> well, okay. Oh, okay. Well, so you were young, girl. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good. This is a funny, funny story. So my dad worked on Captain EO, and so oh, he got wow. to go to the premiere, and he brought his family with me in tow, and uh, and John was there on a date. And uh, yeah, I was not a, a opportune time for us to meet because yes. I was, you know, just been born. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was. The, and then we, we figured we found this out because so John good. asked if he could remember. He's like, "Oh, do you know? Remember the first time you went to a theater?" I was like, "No, I don't." It was, funny enough, it was actually at Disneyland. It was Captain Neo premiere, and he was, "Oh, I was there too." <laughs> and wow. So that was the first time that we were in the same wow. place at the same time. That is such a great you know. story. But, you know, luckily, you know, fate has its way of just mm-hmm. bringing you back together at the amen at, mm-hmm. the at the just the right time. <laughs> so. I saw on the ET interview, there was just a recent ET interview, if you guys mm-hmm. got to see her, her new podcast called How Can I Help? What a great, That's so great. what a great so thing to say. Mm-hmm. Instead of flipping someone off or going, <laughs> what, do you, what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> you know, it, it's like, how, how can, can I, I help? help? I like that. Um, it's so beautiful. But tell me thank the you. inspiration behind that. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for being a guest on my show. Yes. <laughs> I was honored. <laughs> uh, you're going to be, I think, episode three, wow. two or three. Yeah, one of the first Perfect. ones. And uh, what an inspiration you are. I'll go after are. your man. 
<laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he is your husband has to one. go first, right? Go first, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Smart. Yeah, he's uh, episode one with Child Help Organization, which helps abuse kids. But so I, I started this podcast. It kind of, it sort of organically grew out of Instagram Lives I was doing on my mm. Caitlin Skybound page. And I was just, when the world shut down and news was very bleak, still very bleak, I, I just, I wanted to start talking to people that I found inspiring who were doing great things and wanting to make a positive difference in the world. And just people I found really interesting. Right. And a lot of people watched those. And I was really grateful. And eventually a podcast company said, you know, you should do a podcast with these. And I thought, oh, maybe. This was over a year ago. And right. at the time I was, had a, I was teaching a pod of preschoolers. Right. During the shutdown, mm-hmm. I had about 12 kids mm-hmm. in my backyard. And I was yeah. very busy with them and very involved in that. And I loved it. I'm retired now. But <laughs> <laughs> Hello, neighbors. But, She's retired. But in the moment. They're chilling up at noon for peanut butter jelly sandwiches and swimming. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, did, I loved it. I loved it for the time. And it was such a beautiful bonding experience for season. me and my, and my child and our neighbors and their kids. And it was beautiful. Uh, but now that he is off in real school, real preschool, it, it freed up some time for me to, to decide to turn this into a thing. And I had a whole wow. year to sort of mull it over and figure out kind of who I wanted on and what I wanted to say and, mm-hmm. and who I wanted to touch and with, with this um, with this show. I love it. And so, yeah, basically it's, it is that. I, I interview mainly nonprofits, sometimes individuals or companies that are that are working to make the world a better place. And, and I ask them how I can help, how listeners can help. Mm. And sometimes it's big, it's bigger asks like donations and mm-hmm. volunteering, which is asking a lot of you. But then sometimes it's small things like, hey, just email your congressman or give a call to your congressman and that'll make a big difference. And I've learned a lot. Yeah. And I also, I get out in the field too. So uh, for a couple of episodes, like for, there's one about uh, how to help the homeless population. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I went out there. I talked to someone who had been homeless and is climbing out of it now. And not only that, but she's turned around and is pulling other people out of it as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, and I took my son to go volunteer at a homeless shelter. And I also took my son to, for the Kids of Child Help, I grabbed a bunch of them and we went to Universal Studios and just gave them a day of forgetting their trauma and a day of fun. And I got to say that seeing them smile is just the the biggest reward in life. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, These kids were, I mean, you got to listen to the episode to learn about them. Yeah. Yes. And, and there are some really heart-wrenching stories. Some, sure. I mean, I, I cry several times. Yesterday I was crying during an interview. And, but every single episode you'll you'll leave feeling hopeful and, and with actionable items that you can do to help improve situations. And that, I feel like, is the big thing. When you're watching the news these days, like I said, it's, it's just so downer. So like, I, can't, I can't even do it anymore. I can't even watch it It's anymore. so done. No, I, can't I can't do either. it. I can't do it. Mm-mm. But this is, all right, so you'll get information about what's going on in the world you get to do something about it. Mm. And I think that's what people, they don't know what to do. Yeah. Right. That's the biggest question. What yes. do I do? I want to help, but where do I go? Who do I exactly. go to? I want to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is and this is for those people, those people who want to help. I give them some ideas. Yeah, but you also go beyond that, which I think is so beautiful because you're very vulnerable on your show. I mean, you could be sitting in your beautiful home, you know what I mean? With your son, popping out some more kids, getting a massage and having your chef make you dinner, okay? Like you could have that life, you know? Your husband's very successful. You've been very successful. But you you chose to not only look out for your own interest, but also the interests of others. So what I love, Buddy, so much about Caitlin's show is that she vets out a lot of the things 
Like why I flew mm-hmm. to Africa. Yes, I didn't know right. if those kids exactly. were freaking right. real. Yeah. Who's <laughs> going to tell me the truth? I'm in uh-huh. California. So mm-hmm. she takes the time to really vet them out. Mm-hmm. And when she brings her guests on, which she has amazing guests that all of you listening would know, a lot of them. They're celebrities and people have dug deeper. You know, like even the thing you were sharing about Bob, you, you didn't get to have Bob on the show. Yeah. But you still are using that platform mm-hmm. to be able to share his, his passion about yeah. scleroderma, 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 you know. Yeah. And that's huge. Yeah. And what a legacy to leave mm-hmm. for someone. But she takes the guesswork out for you because I think the, one of the reasons why I love the Splash Zone is I think a lot of us are walking through life sometimes dehydrated. It's good medicine for your soul. Absolutely. When you care for others that can do nothing for you That's in return. Right. I mean, when I'm having a bad day, I grab a bunch of glove bags that fit in my glove box and they have socks and a Nutrigrain bar and a bottle of water and, and, and maybe a $20 bill or something. And the bag is kind of like a backpack, like an Apple store backpack. So I put it in, skip one bags and I roll it up in, our, in my glove box and I'm, I'm having a bad day about things that are first world problems, by the way. So yes, I, I'm not yeah. going to share them with you because you're yeah. going to go, Shaleen, <laughs> suck it up, buttercup. You know what I mean? But I still am having a bad day. I'm being real. Like yes, I, I don't want to get out them. of bed. I don't want to, yeah. I'm just like in a, Freaking funk. Mm-hmm. And I will literally, I will literally drive to either 20th and Vermont, which is one of my favorite stomping grounds down there in <laughs> South Central, and I will get out and pass out glove bags mm-hmm. to the homeless. Now I can just go to Burbank. Yeah, now because they're in front the, of the, the CBS as huge. I'm boarding the plane and hear their story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And go, Shaleen, what's wrong with your day today? <laughs> Yes, nothing. I have a great day. I have a great day. But it's important because it's so dangerous when we take our eye off the poor or the needy because then we think our lives are normal, that our water comes in 15 different flavors and we can just turn on the air conditioning or turn off the TV if we want and pull our cars into garages and hit a button and the garage door closes. And that's not normal. I mean, 1% of the world lives the way we do, mm-hmm. as I shared on your podcast, yes. and the rest of the planet's living on less than $2 a day, and we run around saying we're broke. Uh-uh. No, we got to recognize our privilege. and uh, Right. That, that so it, where did this, you go when you went, you know, like, was there a certain area that you went to? Did you go to a shelter? Did yes. You, go? you did. So, so I went with Illumin- Illumination Foundation, uh-huh. has Illumin- several homes. They're Orange County, Inland Empire. They're spreading throughout the country. And um, they're they're really doing a lot to help permanently get people off of the streets mm-hmm. and into into housing. And um, they also offer uh, mental health services mm. uh, and health services and um, addiction services, all kinds of things to help people get off get um, get off the streets. And there's some really alarming things like uh, that I heard from the founder, like uh, the growing the biggest growing population of the homeless is actually elderly women. Mm. And and then I all in the the home that I went to, there were seven families there, families with mm-hmm. seven, and you had to have a child under five in order mm-hmm. to qualify to be in this particular home. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's seven families that they were mm-hmm. that they have with yeah, children under the age of five. Yes. And who are beautiful families, wonderful kids. They mm-hmm. were so sweet. We 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 brought them. Um, I'm so grateful to this company. Jujube gave us all uh, wow. mommy bags uh-huh. and diaper bags for the for the for the parents, and we brought toys and, and games for the kids. And they were just so grateful and so sweet. And Billy had so much fun mm-hmm. playing with them and had dinner with them. I feel like so many times people will pass along the street 
and you don't, you don't really think about it or you don't want to think about it. It's too painful, too hard to go there. But it's important that we don't turn a blind eye yes. and that we recognize the humanity in this situation because that's the only way I think we'll get more people to do something about it. And we can. Right. It's, it's, it's despicable that we are such a rich country, like you said. Yes. We have mm-hmm. an immense amount of wealth. And to have this issue is, is it shouldn't be. That it's way. baffling, actually, yeah. because we don't need to save the world. God's going to do that. But we can lead each person we meet. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, and maybe that's you listening, we can look at the situation if you live in Southern California or you're in uh, Arizona or even Florida where places it's warmer because no one's homeless in Montana, buddy. It's a little too cold. No, they're dead. They're freezing uh, (laughs) during the winter. So it's usually climates like we have. And I think it's really important for us to say it can look so overwhelming Mm -hmm. that you just don't get involved at all. And this is what I love about your show, is it saying, can I just take one person? Mm-hmm. Like the first time mm-hmm. when we met Artie, mm-hmm. and we put Artie, our homeless friend that we met, into an apartment in mm-hmm. Van Nuys. Yeah. She paid her rent on time every single month like clockwork. Mm-hmm. Matter yep. of fact, my friend who owned the building said, do you got any other homeless friends that can move in? Like she pays her rent on <laughs> yeah. time, and it she's is. and she's right. clean. Yeah, um, there's a misnomer, I think, to think that, that, that you must be irresponsible right. or, or right. You, you must be making bad decisions if right. you're homeless. It's not always like that. Sometimes you can have a job yeah, and be homeless. Right. Sometimes, sometimes it's just, you're, I mean, so many people are just one medical emergency away from homelessness. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially in this country where we don't, Medicine's very expensive, and mm-hmm. um, and that's, yeah. that's a problem actually. In, in one of the homes, they have uh, uh, special needs families. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it's just like the, the special needs of the child, which is so expensive, they couldn't afford housing anymore. That's mm-hmm. insane to mm-hmm. not be able to afford a house because you, of the medication you need. So this, there's a lot of it's a multifaceted issue for yes. sure. But there there are things we can do about it, and I'm grateful that uh, Illumination Foundation has stepped up and is doing something. It's amazing, and it's neat that you're shining the light on that because we all can give one person mm-hmm. the leg up of a lifetime. Right. Today, you could do that right. and hear their story and find mm-hmm. out what's happening in their life and see how you can either reach out for resources that Caitlin can attach you to or Skip One can attach you to. There's so much available, and there's so many people that need our help listening. At Essencia, yes, who which we work with, this homeless shelter oh, Glendale. in Glendale, That's right. you do have to be drug tested. Right. See, a lot of people just look at a homeless person, like you just were talking about, and think they're just on drugs or they're mental. Well, you shared. There's 30% you, you've that maybe shared are. how you yeah. felt about the homeless at one point. Yeah. Remember? I yeah. told her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the other thing, too, is to also realize that, but it's that, true. Addiction, that also addiction is a sickness. It it's is. an yes. illness. And to recognize yes. the humanity in that as yes. well. I mean, it's and it's an addiction is a struggle not just for homeless people, but right. for very successful Doctors, people. Doctors, lawyers, right. actors. Yeah. Right. Yes, it and doesn't so, yeah, discriminate. So, doesn't yeah. discriminate. So to just, you know, to try to take away the, the humanness of someone mm-hmm. because they have an addiction, that's not, that's also... An unfair judgment. Right. right. But that small amount of people, that percentage to me, with how many people are homeless, mm-hmm. that have children, mm. that are single moms, that mm. were just a paycheck like away or a mm-hmm. medical emergency away from living in their car, mm-hmm. we need to step up yes. and love our neighbor better than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're taught better than that. Right. Mm-hmm. To just doing nothing just doesn't feel right for your soul. So I think a lot of times people might be listening right now and you have a job and you have a great marriage and you have your children and you're still not feeling fulfilled in your life. And you're like, mm-hmm. well, what is it? 
I got my dream job and I, I got my house and I have a beautiful car and I have a great wife and I have wonderful kids and they go to great schools and, and I am miserable. What's wrong? What have you done for someone else lately? 100%. 100%. And that's why your show is going to be a hit because <laughs> that is just great medicine for your soul. It is. It is. Like it's something that we need to be constantly replenishing ourselves with. It's like yeah. you go to a gym or the food you put in your body to eat, you drink yes. water so that you don't die. Well, you need to, we need to love people better. Absolutely. That's, uh, that's something I say too. It's like when I'm, when I'm not feeling happy, when I'm, when I'm depressed, when I start thinking about how I can help others, I feel better. Yes, instantly. Also, yeah, instantly. And, and also when things are good in my life, I still, I'll still continue to feel better, even better, even if I'm better. thinking outside of myself and about others. And, and, I, and I've found that in every place of my life. I've, I've, I've actually been, not homeless, but I've been, like, I've been, I've been very poor. Yeah, couch <laughs> and, surfing yeah, and, and, and friends. I yeah, remember this, yeah, I've been, eating top ramen. Exactly. I, know, I first yeah. moved to New York and I was like, I'm not asking for any money. I'm doing this right. all on my own. Right. And it took me a little while to get a job and to, you know, I was, I was sleeping on, the, on a yoga mat using my clothes as a pillow. Right. And, and not even able to afford a subway card right. and just like walking to try to get a job and eating an oatmeal packet a day. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but if you think I'm thin now, <laughs> I was very thin that week. I remember I remember getting my first like couple of dollars just in tips because I hadn't been paid yet for the week or whatever. But like I got a couple of tips for, because it was raining and there's umbrellas or whatever. And I was almost crying just being able to buy a slice of pizza. I was like mm. so happy. Mm. And I'm grateful for that time. Yes. I'm grateful to understand what it's like to live with very little. Mm-hmm. And then again, and that was a choice of mine. I, you know, I, I, have, I had family I could have turned to for more support if I wanted to. But I right. think that it's, it's good to just to live in that, mm-hmm. in the struggle a little Experience bit. I think it gives true. you, it, it gives you some perspective. Hundred percent. You can't learn that in school. No. You can't learn that in college. Mm-mm. You have to do it, and that's why it's so beautiful what you're doing with your son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, I feel that moms think I'm gonna, I'm gonna shield them from this. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I take my kids to the shelter since they can remember. I think that's what I loved a lot about uh, with Kirk and Candace being in the business around Christmas time or or other kinds of times where we could go and serve in hospitals, orphanages, whatever. It's a wonderful time to teach your children about compassion. um, Yes. And she still does, right? She still volunteers uh, around the time. And it was, yeah, those were probably one of my favorite times of my kids doing uh, being in the business when they were mm-hmm. young, like mm-hmm. when yes, yeah. Yeah. and then yes, Candace now is a mom because her mother would do that. Barbara would do that with her kids. Yeah. Candace then, you know, she's on our board for skipone.org. Yes. But we've been being guest chefs at the homeless shelter in Glendale for years, fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. beautiful. And so our kids think that's what you do Christmas morning. Yes. Some kids run down the stairs and rip their stocking, and our kids get up at five a.m. and hop in the mm-hmm. car to go be guest chefs at a homeless shelter. Yeah. And it, they can't wait. They can't wait to get there. And what's so neat is when we come home and do have our family time and open our stockings or the gifts that we got each other. The perspective of that, the 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 greed. Why didn't I get what I wanted? I didn't want that. I wanted this. That's the wrong color. There's none of that in my house. <laughs> you're, you're so grateful when you see these kids that are, I mean, Blake and Brooke were young. Candace's kids got were, one gift. Yeah, maybe. That was donated from some church mm-hmm. and they didn't even know if that's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. It was the right shoe size, mm-hmm. but they just got something. Mm-hmm. And they lived on a bed that had a wall that was maybe three feet and some mm-hmm. other person sleeping on the other side of it um, that you don't know that was on the street. And you're not waking up to, you know, 
grandma's cinnamon rolls and you're not having sleepovers. You're not having your girlfriends come over after school you don't even when you're want, 10. They don't even want their friends oh, to they know would that die. they're in shelter. They yeah. would die if they knew. They go to public yeah. school and then they do not want you to know where they live, you yeah. know? So it's, it's neat that you are such an advocate and using your influence mm-hmm. to be able to get these celebrities and people on because... You're right. It's not just about writing a check. Mm-hmm. We need to do something. Yeah. I want to make sure that everyone knows it's not just celebrities. It's not just celebrities right. that can make a big impact. Yeah, it's you had anyone. me on. I'm yeah, not yeah, a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I and know I just, that. <laughs> not, not every episode has a famous person. It is Sometimes it is just uh, you're someone who's, who's, whose job is, is just helping people. Have you had a <laughs> or, homeless person on yet? Uh, yes. So, so yeah. someone who was. So she oh, was. Yes. Okay. So she was born into homelessness and drug addiction. Wow. Spent some time in jail. Oh, okay. Lost, you, you'll hear her whole oh, her story. Awesome. And But now she's a caseworker at mm, Illumination wow. Foundation. And she is now helping other people That's get wonderful. out of it. And it's and, then, and the thing is, when you, when you give someone like that a chance, someone mm-hmm. who's had that hardship— they then turn around and dedicate their lives into helping others through that. If you just if you just give them the chance, mm-hmm. and she and that's what she says, and, and that's something that I want to amplify over and over again. Well, it's so true. I mean, I love that verse. I believe it's in Proverbs. It says, "Train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are older, they won't depart from it." Mm-hmm. And it's never too young mm-hmm. to start sowing seeds into our kids' lives as moms. Mm-hmm. It's never too late, also as moms. Mm-hmm. If you feel like, well, you know, Caitlin got right on it, and Billy's going to be, you know, a world changer and and have compassion and care. Our children model what we do, not mm-hmm. what we say. That's right. Yes. And they see mommy go and they see her have people over and they see her helping people with, you know, homeless bags or going to shelters and they want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. And I think you are doing such an amazing job with your son. Thank you. And a lot of times as moms, we can think we're screwing things up mm-hmm. when really we're oh, not. Oh, I still do that too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he'll, need, he'll need therapy for something I'm doing wrong. <laughs> of course. But hopefully they it won't be do. this. <laughs> they, they all do. But it won't be because mom wasn't loving and compassionate mm-hmm. and that she didn't extend her hand to the needy or the poor or her neighbor or her friend or her sister or her brother or her husband, Billy's dad. You know, like they're watching all of those mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when that becomes part of our DNA, it literally shifts the atmosphere in a home. Mm-hmm. Marriages get stronger. Kids rise and call mm-hmm. their moms blessed when they grow up. They're not cursing their parents. Mm-hmm. And these are the these are the beautiful gems that come because God says, He is no fool who gives what you cannot keep to gain what you cannot lose. Yeah. You're not going to be a fool when you do that. Or he who gives to the poor will lack nothing. Mm-hmm. But those who close their eyes to poverty will be cursed. And that's kind of a hard verse to hear in mm-hmm. Proverbs. And it's like, wait a second. He who gives to the poor will lack nothing? I'm living proof of that. Same. I You're mean, living proof yeah. of that, Barbara. Mm-hmm. You're living mm-hmm. proof of that. Yeah. You can't outgive God. Mm-hmm. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And he's created us for such a time as now to love his creation, not worship it. Mm-hmm. It's all about love. Right. Spreading that love. He's like, he wants us to love others. Yeah. Well, and that requires action. I don't yes. know about you, but don't tell me you love me. Yeah. Don't tell yeah. me. I want to see it, baby. I want to see absolutely. it. I'm an action girl. That's, yeah, that's one of the first things I say. And I, and, and it's, I, I mean, I love thoughts and prayers. I do. Yeah. But I, one of the lines that I say in the opening of everything, every, every one of my shows is, if you think thoughts and prayers are fine, but you think action is better. 
right. Mm-hmm. This is this is what's for you. This well, and you're quoting the Bible, whether mm-hmm. you know it or not, is it says he even God says that don't be a hearer of the word, mm-hmm. be a, a doer, doer of it. Yes. So don't pray to me or mm-hmm. or bring your fake, you know, sacrifices to my altar and then do nothing yes. for your neighbor, right? Yes. So it's very powerful when I understood what true religion was mm-hmm. and I taking care of widows and orphans. Mm-hmm. It's right there. Yeah. I, I thought, you know, it's in the book of James. I thought it was, you know, I wanted to be religious. And then I realized, no, I don't. I'm a Christian because I suck and need a savior, not because I- Oh, Allah, you do not suck. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I blow it, girlfriend. I blow it. I've raised Catholic, and I, I've spent 15 years in, in, in religious schools. And I um, and, and beyond that, I, I still like to read about theology and study. Yes. And, and um, but one, I, I do have an, I take an issue. Tell with, me, I want to hear it. I would love to hear it. Thinking that we are bad in some way, and that there's something wrong with us, because were we not made by God? Yes, we're made in the image of God. Yes, yes. And so, why do we? Why are we taught that we are so bad? So let me explain what I mean by so that. I'm like, I think that you are beautiful, Thank and you. that we are all beautiful and made in God's image, and we, and that we can live we up are. to that. I mean, He says it. Yeah, we are fearfully, he says we're and, fearfully and, wonderfully and wonderfully made. made. Yes, absolutely, exactly. So like, let me tell you. Let me tell you, you why I know. Let me tell you why I know there's actually not one good among us. Mm-hmm. Let me explain that to you. Because this was a game changer for me. Because my whole dad's side was Catholic, mm-hmm. right? So my grandma Italian family, Piazzi was my maiden name. And then my moms went to church. Mm-hmm. And then there was all these churchy people. And I didn't want anything to do with that either, <laughs> right? They were so churchy. I understand. You can't, you, I your totally skirts are too short. Yes. You're oh, too young. I'm going to trouble this, too. Right? Yeah, you're too loud, Shaleen. I remember doing a lecturing. I remember lecturing and I, you, know, you, you walk down the aisle and I'm holding the Bible up and I guess it raised my shirt a little bit and there was like the <laughs> oh, smallest yes, amount yes. of because I was... And I had so many people come up after me and be like, you cannot wear this that big. I cannot wear this in Yannis gets it you today. <laughs> it's, un- it's unbelievable. Like, Crazy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right. I think the reason I'm saying for me that I suck is when I, I believe in the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You believe in the Ten Commandments. Most mm-hmm. people do. Yeah. And so I always thought I was this really good person. I did. I, I'm married to the same man for 32 years. I have a charity. I bring food to starving kids. I help homeless shelters. I, I'm raising my own Those kids. Are works. These are all works, right? Mm-hmm. When I looked at the Ten Commandments, I had a dear friend say to me, Shalene, do you think you're a good person? I said, yes. Do you believe in the Ten Commandments? I said, of course. Mm-hmm. And they go, let's go through them. Have you ever lied? I go, yes. And they go, what does that make you? I go, human. Who hasn't lied? I've lied. <laughs> Just look at my weight on my driver's license, Caitlin. <laughs> I've lied, I've lied, I've lied. Okay. So um, they go, no, personalize it. And I go, mm-hmm. it makes me a liar. Mm-hmm. Have you ever stolen anything? And I said, yes, I have. Even an answer on a test. Yeah, I have. Here I am going through the Ten Commandments, and I'm through two, dude. Okay. <sighs> I'm a lying thief. Coveter. I mean, look look at your handbag. I love your handbag. You know what I mean? Like, do I want something somebody else has? Of course I do. So by my own admission, if I'm being real with myself before a holy God, I've broken his commandments. I am a liar. I am a thief. I am a coveter. I have stolen. I am guilty of that. And God says, if you 
even break one of his commandments, you're not fit for the kingdom. Right. Yeah. And this is what's beautiful, though, about the mm. Ten Commandments. None of us can keep them. That's right. It's just a schoolmaster. Yeah. It's like a mirror. It's like a scale mm-hmm. for me to weigh on and see what I weigh. It shows the state of my heart, right? Because yeah. that's what God draws a line at. He doesn't care if I build kitchens all over the world. If I miss him, I lose. And so he said, do you understand now why I had to send my son, Shalene? There's a penalty for that. And that might be different for you, which is totally fine. I'm just telling you for me why I'm not religious. Yeah. I have a relationship with the God who lets me breathe. Yeah. And I he knows how many hairs are on my head. And I am forever grateful, forever grateful that he loved the world so much that he would send his only son, that whoever believes in him does not have to perish, but we can have everlasting life. And so that's what my life is about now. So I went from producing movies, producing to poverty, and I've made more money now than I ever have in my life because, and not that's not why I did it. I had no idea that this would change so much. But I've never met generous people that are broke because God is the most generous of them all that he would send his only son to die and, and pay the penalty for my sins mm-hmm. because I have sinned. I do screw up. Yeah. I've cussed at my husband before. I yelled <laughs> at my kids. I've cut people off and flipped them off. I, I have. I'm not, I'm human, you know? I've done things I'm not proud of. And what's so beautiful is that Jesus' blood covers me and I can be forgiven and free and walk in that beauty that you are talking about. Because I do believe that I am a lovely person and that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. But I also know that I'm a sinner and I'm not gonna pretend like I don't sin. We're multifaceted. Right, exactly. We're we're a rainbow of things. Right, exactly. And so that's sort of my testimony in terms of how I got to where I was because I was so turned off with church as a young girl because it was not a place for me that I felt felt rejected from the church. I actually, that happened to me too. Again, and I I was very... Very Catholic. I, I was involved in all things. I was an altar server and right. I was a oh, lecturer. Wow. And I, oh, see, I never got that. I, um, you were really good. I, I felt like so much focus, at least in where I was raised, so much was like, Jesus the magician. Right. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I just didn't relate with that. And, and, I, and I was like, well, then I can, it's so unattainable. And I, but it wasn't until my senior year of high school I had this really great religion class at Sacred Heart in La Cunada, Florida. Yes, Latino. yes. And, and we learned about Jesus the man. Before and then we got to decide at the end of that if we decide he's our Christ for us, if he's our savior. Right. Like this is what we know about the man historically. And there's so much to admire without the hocus pocus. Right. That his love for everyone, the way to to, and and that alone. That alone is revolutionary. And uh, and when he my favorite story was when he was preaching on the mount and there were people in front of him who are hungry, because he's been talking a long time. And there are some people who had a lot of food. And there are some that had none. Right. And he took all the food and then he made sure no one went hungry. Right. I love what you just quoted out of Matthew. Okay. There, there's a verse, it's probably the scariest verse in the Bible. It's about judgment day. And it's a day mm-hmm. in the future, which we all want to know that. At the, at the end of it all, I'm like, just let me know so then I can make a decision mm-hmm. if I want to believe in that or not. Right. But I still want to know. So he's talking about that very thing where it's judgment day. It's in the throne room of God. Everyone will be there from all creation. And he's going to separate the people like a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, right? And he puts the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. And he says to the sheep, come, take your inheritance prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and in prison and you came and visited me. So the dudes on the other side are like, hey, 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 well, Jesus, when did we see you like that? When did we see you hungry or thirsty or this or that? We would have totally sucked up to you. 
And he goes, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you didn't do for me. Mm -hmm. And he cast them out. And I'm going, wow. And I thought, that's so harsh, right? You think that's so harsh. But this is why it's the only time in the Bible where God says to test him in Malachi. He goes, bring all your tithe into the storehouse. Test me and see if I don't open up the floodgates of heaven and pour blessings on your life that you can't contain. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty. You can't outgive God. So it is in my joy. It's out of my heart. Like it, it gives me... I don't. I can't tell you. Like the gift belongs to the giver. Yeah. I never feel selfish sometimes. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like going to the gym. No yes. one wants to go there. Well, some my daughter does, but most people. Candace, but you, I know. Yeah, she, she likes to work But <laughs> you leave and you never go. Why did I take that hike? Why did I go play tennis? Why did mm-hmm. I ride that bike? You always go. Ah, I'm so glad I did that. Yes. I feel better because endorphins go off and you feel stronger and you feel like you're a better version of yourself today. That's how I feel about giving. I just can't give fast enough. Yeah, because it is just it, it. It's so good for my heart and my mind, my mental game. And I think we need, especially as women, and I know men listen too. So just lean in because you probably have a woman in your life. <laughs> we need to do better at controlling our high ground. And the highest thing on our body is our brains. It's our mind. And so we can get stinking thinking going on and we're making things up and it's just, it's raka to our heart. It's like acid on our heart. And we're wondering why we're conflicted about stuff. We think it maybe is the relationship we're in or our kids are out mm. of control or our job isn't what we really wanted or we're not getting satisfaction from you know getting validated or being noticed. And a lot of it is our thinking is so off. Yes. And we need to start renewing our mind. Like it says in Proverbs, whatever is true, whatever is lovely, whatever is just, Shalene, dwell on that. Thank you so much for joining us in the Splash Zone. Thank just, you. Uh, this is church us. for me. Listening this to was, you, you're better uh, than any priest I've ever met, I gotta say. <laughs> well, you know, it's just, we all, if, if I'm a follower of, of God, if I'm a follower of Jesus, I am the church. Yes. Like, right. I don't it need is a in building. You. Right. It is it's in like you. It's like my heart, right? It's Kingdom my heart. Kingdom of God is within God you. Looks at the heart. Well, thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you for thank blessing you, us today. Oh, and thank you. To our Splash family, please check out How Can I Help, thank her you. podcast. You're going to be blessed. And I was honored with Candace to be a guest. And we just hope that you and your family will take some time to be generous this week, mm-hmm. to be compassionate, mm-hmm. yes. and most importantly, to notice the people around you, because yes. that's not a coincidence. We love you, Splash family, and love we'll you. see you again. Yay! <laughs> thank Goodbye. you. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com.